0: Hello, KDIZ 98.7 fans in Northwest Arkansas, Southeast, West Coast, and the North. And for folks all around the world, we got a great guest for you today, Jessica Phipps. And she's a native Arkansan. We're going to have a discussion about Arkansas, but we're going to talk about how she's participating in everything that's important in this world right now. George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, and why she's gotten into activism. So let's not wait any longer. And again, excuse the voice, but you know, I've been talking a lot, been on shows, radio, town hall meetings, and the voice is just shot right now. But you know what? We got Jessica in the wings, and that's what's important. So Jessica Phipps, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. And your voice, it's because you're loud. You're speaking out. There's no shame in losing your voice for being loud. That's the greatest thing you could lose it for. (laughs) Yes,
0: indeed. Jessica, thank you. And it's such a pleasure. And let me tell you folks just a little bit about Jessica. Now, when I went to the rally that was in Arkansas and Fayetteville Square, June 2nd, and it was attended by 4,000 people. So I wanted to get the names of the people that was organizing the different rallies around Fayetteville. And I was able to track Jessica down through the Fayetteville Police Department, where she was working with Sergeant Crafton, who said, this is who I'm working with. So I was so honored when I finally was able to make contact with her, and she agreed to be on the show. So Jessica, what I want you to start with again, just tell us about Arkansas and everything about a little bit about Arkansas for those that's not from Arkansas because we have listeners from all over the country and other places in the world. So go ahead um, Jessica, tell us.
1: Yeah, so like you said, I'm an Arkansas native. I've lived in Fayetteville my entire life and I would say Fayetteville is a different landscape than the rest of Arkansas is. I'm very proud to be from a town that strives to be diverse, that strives to be progressive and we do have a certain amount of culture I would say the rest of Arkansas doesn't have. So you can't, um, comparatively, Fayetteville is very different from the rest of Arkansas. But I'm very proud to be an Arkansas native and to be from Fayetteville specifically.
0: Excellent, excellent. Now, so our audience can know, now, Jessica, Jessica is Caucasian, right, Jessica? Yes, ma'am. She is. And that's the thing that's so fabulous that's happening right now in the protests around the country and the world. We have black brown, Native American, Latino. And we have such a large contingent of our brothers and sisters from the white community. And Jessica, we got to get to it, Jessica. Jessica's leading a protest and a special part of Fayetteville. So tell us about what you're doing. And before you even get there, how did you get involved, Jessica, in this movement?
1: Um, so when coronavirus first hit the area, I was struggling to inform myself, and I felt the need to be super informed about what was going on. So I created a group, Coronavirus Four One One, and it just provided information to the community. So that was my original get into. And then when everything happened with George Floyd, I kind of had this platform centered, and I'm so proud of the protest in David and the four thousand people, because even though our set in was symbolic, when MLK was Doing his movement, it wasn't about symbolism. It was about real civil disobedience and getting in the face of your oppressors and and challenging them. And that's what these protests all across the country are doing, and I'm so proud and in awe of them. But with me personally being a mother and being very scared of coronavirus, I wanted a way to show support without putting myself or my family at risk, it felt like.
0: Excellent, excellent. And that just goes to show us you can have a voice in many Way it could be diversified, you could do you have many options. So, Jessica thinking of her family and saying, I don't really want to be out there with so many people because we need a social distance. Jessica came up with another idea. Go ahead, Jessica, let us know ex- how did you do it? And we're so proud. Yeah, so of the Jessica. first one, Go
1: ahead. well, thank you. Uh, the first one on June 2nd, it was actually created that morning. We had seen how the Bentonville protest had went the night before. And it was unfortunate that they were actually separate organizers, but the posters were the same. So I assumed that the same organizers were the same in Fayetteville were going to be the same ones from Bentonville. And I knew that they had pulled out because of white supremacist threats, And they felt that they were validated and and were scared. So I knew that they had pulled out and that that protest kind of lacked leadership. And even though I wanted to be there and show support, I, I was scared of the same thing happening. I didn't want to explain the my son, my mommy was crying and daddy had to come pick her up from a rally because she got tear gassed or I didn't want to have to worry about two weeks later contracting coronavirus because I stood in a crowd of 4,000 people. But it felt so important to still show up and show support. And the only thing I could think of was to, to make something that was separate, but together with it, just, just there in a supportive nature. And that followed a little bit more coronavirus guidelines than the original protest.
0: That's excellent, and yes, the rally that you told discussing in Bentonville had a good crowd, but it did end up with um t- get the um the rally f- of participants was tear gas, and that was dreadful, but you maintain your you know your strive and your initiative and your determination that I'm gonna do something, so you started the sit-ins on MLK Boulevard.
1: Yes, yeah. and then the next one was the following Tuesday, on um, George Floyd's funeral when his family was burying him, and I just felt that it was very significant for us to to mourn him as a human. Um, everybody has used his death as a platform, and, and he isn't a martyr, but he is a symbol. He is yes. kind of the last you know, that match thrown on this pile of gasoline of all these situations that that are countless at this point, me trying to educate myself and retroactively looking back at similar situations, the names are overwhelming. It's so much to listen to and to hear. And um, so I thought it was important that we just showed support for him and his family um, also to still send that message, but to just kind of be there in that supportive capacity and not just use him as a platform, but, but to go in and mourn.
0: Excellent. And that's a beautiful thing, because sometimes as you go down the list of names, there's hundreds. And we can't even talk about the ones that was not on videotape.
1: That Right. Names, yeah, there's so many. It's, it's uncountable. It, it, it truly is. is. And it it's, is. it's, it's sad. It
0: is. Now, do you think because you talked about the coronavirus, that this was instrumental? This is a pandemic. This is something that is deadly. This is something that is actually have a high death count. And we also have a high caseload here in the United States as all around the world. But this pandemic brought people to be in their homes. So when when you first saw that video of George Floyd with the officer at knee on his neck, were you at home watching this on TV?
1: I was not. I've actually been working through this. Um, I'm a food service worker. I've been considered essential. Um, Uh But I've actually personally not watched the video. I could not bring myself. I saw the news story and screenshots of it, but I could not bring myself to watch the the full video. Um, I've read the stories. I've heard the quotes. And that in itself was enough to make me feel sick to my stomach. I just couldn't bring myself to visibly watch the entire video. Which is
0: quite understandable because that was... That took the breath out of you. I know it knocked me it, in my stomach. It brought me down. And just hearing tears. about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. The, the
1: fact that he cried out for his mother, I would say that's something that appealed to me more because I've always spoken out against what I thought was, was wrong i've always been loud but i i didn't really realize how drastic it was for the black community when it came to police brutality and i think him speaking out for his mother calling for her hit me most of all as a mom because i have a son and i can't imagine the very real reality of black mothers everywhere having to explain to their children that it's your responsibility to come home safe that someone that is trained in conflict resolution isn't the one responsible for the situation. It's you as a child to come off as non-threatening. To that, And that just, it makes me sick to my stomach as a mother.
0: Oh, just, oh, Jessica, you just make my heart do a ripple right now as well as my stomach, because as a person of color, as a black woman, and having a son, and now he's 36, and my husband and I, we still remind him of, Going out, call us when you get back. And when he doesn't call, we be calling all night. We be texting. Yeah,
1: you shouldn't have to feel that fear. Yes,
0: it is dreadful. And the fact of the matter is, too, I'm an ex-police officer in New York, from New York. Twelve years. So when I watched that video, it just appeared. And I'm there, and I'm watching that video. And the horror. The horror for me. And my husband and I, we was looking at this together, and we would just in tears, and yes, it struck us the same way, because we said no, not another, because we've seen so many, and then when he called out to his mama, just like you, and all the mamas in the world, and a lot of mothers say this regardless of their color, they say when he called mama, and when I was at the rally, and you see the pictures, many mothers stand up and said, that was my son, I'm a mama, and when he called mama, I had to come, so it
1: resonated
0: with all of Absolutely. us. Absolutely.
1: And then the more research I did, you know, Tamir Rice and Darian Hunt, yes. I've I've gone to conventions. I've cosplayed. I've never had to be afraid of carrying a bone sword, never in my life. And my son likes these shows. You know, when he gets older, it. It breaks my heart that I have the privilege to shield him from this and other mothers don't. That I choose when he needs to learn when how injustice occurs in the world. Yes. That I have that privilege to yes. teach him when I feel he's ready because that's not a privilege many mothers have.
0: For someone that is so young and all the others, the millennials, the Zs, that's marching in the street as well as the Xs are still out there and the baby boomers you're still getting out there marching as well, because I am one. And out there, you're tired, you're aching, because you've done this so many times, and we and you've been to too many funerals, and we've had that giving that talk to too many in a family. But it's it when I went to the one in Fayetteville, and saw all the young people and all the different races and ethnicities and genders that was out there and I'm leading a chant and we're going and you know, justice, no justice, no peace. And what's his name, George Floyd. But then when I got to the part of what did he say? I can't breathe. That's when I broke down and cried. And everyone standing next to me it's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I need a moment because it just put me back it echoes
1: a, and mirrors yes. every other time somebody else has said that, yes
0: but for me um, as a police officer, when people said that, that was back when before they had the um the machine, we would do cPR, and that was so many calls that I have went on and answered that they could not breathe, got down on my knees in my uniform and my vest and everything, and you're doing cPR. And, you, and you're doing the chest compressions and you breathe in until you get assistance, until the EMTs arrive, until they say, okay, one, two, three. And we shift positions. They shift you out after you've been doing it for four and five minutes and you're aching in every part of your body because you've been on your knees helping them and you're sitting there. And I thought of all the people, Jessica, that I have heard that from, but my mission was to help them breathe. That brought me to tears. And to the, the
1: protection and service. Yes, the, that's what it's the about. The real police officers are supposed to provide, yes, absolutely. You them,
0: you don't take it. So this has been, just like you, it's been a call again to go out there and to, but it hit me differently because um, it's too many saying that, too many people thinking that police officers are um, this way. But we have enough that need to be rooted out. And I'm happy to see when they're finally firing them and getting them out. But there's a lot of officers that are there for that purpose, for helping, protecting, and aiding. That's what we do. And so this has been a lot for me emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. But I want you to tell us more about your first sit-in. That was a sit-in and social distancing. Tell
1: us about that. Yeah, so we we started from 6 to 8 p.m., and we just started learning MLK. It went very well. We didn't have a huge turnout to the first one. I would say close to 100 people, but everybody was socially distanced. There were some uh, beautiful signs and sentiments. One of my good friends um, brought her daughter to the second one with a sign that said, My Life Matters, and she wanted to show her what was going on. And it's something I would like to bring my son to as well. But with just the reactions, all it takes is one scary person coming through and hurting a bunch of people. And that's happened at other protests. So it's, it's putting that message out there and trying to teach it in your personal life. And I'm trying to educate my son at the same time um, as educate myself.
0: That's, That's so important. How many people would you say when you organize your very first one? And again, some people are standing on corners with only two people. But they're out there. So it's not the number, but it's the fact that people who never did it before are doing it now. So how many many people would you say in your group of 100 that was their first time to get out and let their voices be heard in the protest?
1: I'm not positive. I don't know everyone who's heard it personally or their their history with activism. I do know when I went to the Saturday rally um, on college in Lafayette. I did see some similar faces that showed up to mm-hmm. the set in, and and then the second set in in March. That was a much much larger crowd. We had a lot of support with that, and it was it was beautiful. It was very peaceful, and they they showed up to honor George Floyd and to mourn him. And we had the candlelight vigil, and it was it was good. Did you walk?
0: Didn't you on that one that you had to sit in? But did y'all walk? you walk down to the candlelight
1: vigil? Yes, yeah, yeah. The second event we had our set in from six to eight, and then at eight p.m. We left and started marching down MLK to the corner of Washington and 7th where a mural had been painted. Um, it includes MLK and Malcolm X already, and then George Floyd had been painted on the side, and somebody had started putting candles and other items out there, and I just thought it would be a good place to, to go and end our march and, like I said, honor him and mourn him as a person.
0: Oh, Jessica, that is just so beautiful. And that corner, we're in Fayetteville. With other leaders on the war, other people that died, other people that we need to acknowledge with the mills that's up there and it's a bu- it's beautiful, and that the fact I just like to get in. thank you, Jessica, for getting up, getting out, giving your voice, getting others involved, those whether they were involved before, but you brought out people because I saw the interviews on television, some folks never did this before, and this is awakening the world to see as you said to learn to now educate now the books on amazon for african americans are selling like flies people want to understand the history people who never looked at this before and understood so let me just and that's like, crucial yes
1: go ahead to go critically ahead. look at the oh sorry go that's ahead, ahead. Yeah, it's crucial to critically look at the history we were taught as kids mm-hmm. because i know personally growing up i was taught that Slavery, that racism in general was something that was so far past it was something that our ancestors dealt with that it, it's not present you know MLK marched and that was the end of racism that was the end of segregation and, and that's how we're taught as children that's how yes. we're taught about Native American experiences yes. that you know it was something that is it, it's all a horribly whitewashed history, and I've been learning so much when it comes to voter suppression, redlining, yes. privatized prisons. There's so much out there and information that if you choose to educate yourself, there's no reason to be on the wrong side of history with this.
0: You got that right, my sister. And we are all sisters in arms and brothers and sisters that need to be united, united for the human race to raise it up. Just like all around the world, people are marching and marching for America saying... Black Lives Matter. America got to get it straight. And but they're saying too, in England, in Berlin, all around in Australia, um, in every country around the world, they're saying we are marching for America to change. But we're marching for ourselves because we got to change too. In our own country, we have been incorrect. And you saw London tear down the a slave—a person who was a slave owner. In London, they pulled it down, rolled it down the street and dumped it in a river. And you see that going on around our country now, too. They're taking down the celebration of the Confederate soldiers who actually were treasonous against our country and say we need to not look at that anymore. That is not true. That got to go. That was back when we were in 2020, 2020. And there's
1: nothing honorable about those factions. There's nothing honorable about what they fought for. They and especially I, I see people that are nationalists yes. standing up for the Confederacy and it makes zero sense. They try to leave America. There's nothing about that that makes sense that the irony of you standing there with a Confederate flag saying, well, love America or leave it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's deplorable. And it confederacy is around for five years. Yes. You know, I had a bigger email phase in high school than the Confederacy lasted. It's there's nothing historically that you should be, pinpointing towards or celebrating about that time in history.
0: Nothing at all. That's why the generals of all the military bases retired and still presently there and saying, we got to change the names. We got to change. America got to get with it. And we have to write the correct history. We have to correct the wrongs and make it right because we have many soldiers that's in the armed forces that are black, that are brown that are Latino, that are Native American. We have to do it correctly and make this right. It's the time. It's of the essence. And Jessica, I would like for you, for us to stay in touch, to continue doing what you do. I want to know everything that you're doing and you're helping to make a change and educating people, and especially white people. They're really involved, and we're all taking hands and walking through this together throughout Every state in this nation, all 50 states and all the cities are walking. And then I know, you know, we're not even going to get into what happened last night, how old that was. But the thing is, even in the midst of this pandemic, it's important enough for people to say, I got to get out and do what I need to do to elevate change. I thank you for being a change agent, Jessica. I thank you for participating. I thank you for educating your son. I thank you for educating the community here in Northwest Arkansas and all those that you know and for helping raise up the thought, the thinkers, and now the steppers and the sit-ins for us to honor those that have passed, the names we know and the ones we we do not know because there wasn't a video their names were not mentioned but the list is in the hundreds and even the thousands so we will make a change and voting is
1: important and i
0: know you're going to do that too and you're going to get out there and get them people to do that so jessica it was we had a voting
1: booth show up at the last one and they were out there registering voters and that's you right know? this will spark it'll yes. spark that the voting is the real change the legislation yes. and i saw a story of a young man that showed up and spent seven hours standing in line for voter suppression, but people are so angry that they are going to stand in line for seven hours. And that's what matters is no matter what obstacles they put in front of you to become an ally and to make your voice heard and, and to get out there and extend your rights.
0: There you go. That My sister is beautiful. And we're going to end with that because that's what we need to do. And we can't stop doing what we're doing until the change become reality that we desire. So don't give up everybody out there. Find your way to do what you need to do to push this message so that we can all be equal. And we're going to walk together, sisters and brothers, of all races, ethnicities, and all genders. No matter where we all come from, we're all a part of humanity and we need one another. So we thank you all. I thank you, Jessica, for talking with me today and, again, honoring George Floyd and all the others and understanding that, boy, it's hard to be a, a black person in America, but you know what? We've been struggling with this for over 400 years, but we will not be denied because it's not just the allies we got, but we have become friends. We've become friends and sisters and brothers. We can't do it without you. So thank you, Jessica, and all those that's working with you, all those around the country and around the world. Let's keep it up. Let's keep it going. But let's be safe. And please go out with your mask. Do not go without your mask and take your hand sanitizer. Thank you, Jessica. Peace, my sister. Thank you so much.